Hello and welcome to another edition of Prepping for Pregame with the Force. My name is Pete Rudin alongside Anna Kaiser, Robert Reed, Pete Mills. And we have an excellent episode planned out because guess what? I was 4 0. And there's more football this weekend. What more could you want? You can't ask for anything more than more college football this weekend. I love college football. And it's going to be big football because Michigan's going to host Iowa in the big house. So that's just big right there, right from the jump. Yeah, it'll be a big game, a matchup of two favored, two ranked, that is, Big Ten teams. Michigan's the early betting favorite for some reason because a lot of people are seeing Iowa as the actual favorite in this matchup. So coming into the season, Michigan was seen as that favorite. They're the typical Big Ten powerhouse attached to that Michigan name, but Iowa's looked much more impressive than the Wolverines this season. Michigan had that ugly loss to Wisconsin, and Iowa's looked strong throughout most of the season, so a lot of people tend to think they're the favorites going into this matchup. But before we get into Michigan too much, Iowa's coming off one of its most complete performances of the season in a 48-3 win over Middle Tennessee on Saturday. Mills, Anna, you guys were there covering while I took my one and only game off. Mm-hmm. What did you guys see from that game? The running game. The running game was really big against Middle Tennessee. Torn Young had a big day, a career day at that. Tyler Goodson had a huge day, another career day. Makai Sargent had a huge day. All three backs for 90-plus yards. You really can't ask for more production than that. And the best thing with this running back group is they even talked about it post-game. Torn Young's day was really big on Saturday, but going into Michigan, it's a toss-up for which one of those backs can really explode and get through the line and rack up the yards. And who knows, it might be Tyler Goodson's day. Yeah, and I thought the Iowa defense looked quite improved last week. The defensive line managed to get two sacks, which is pretty good, especially considering that it had only gotten three sacks up to that point in the season, which is also surprising because that was kind of one of the most hyped units of the entire team coming into the year. And they did a really great job of containing Asher O'Hara, the Middle Tennessee quarterback who was the team's leading rusher and passer. And he actually had a pretty decent game against Michigan uh, in week one. He got 217 yards and threw for two touchdowns, but the Hawkeyes held him to under 120 passing yards. So by the transitive property, fill in the blank. And yeah, going back to Anna's point about the run game, Iowa's offensive linemen and River running backs have all kind of been talking about how they're just ready to have a breakout game after their rushing numbers have been down the past couple seasons. And I think Saturday was a perfect example of that. I mean, having three backs over the 90-yard mark and then having Torin Young go for 131 on just 11 carries, that's a good day. That's a breakout day. I think you can finally say you reached that mark. Yeah, and... I know it's Middle Tennessee State that they were playing, but I was basically on offense doing whatever they wanted to do, running it to either side of the field, inside, outside, even getting Brady Ross a touchdown. But Grit. Football guy of the week. Football guy of the week. It should be a fullback every week. But, yeah, you've got three guys in the backfield, Sergeant Young and Goodson, all averaging over 50 rushing yards per game right now. It's a very balanced running attack, and each of those three backs brings something different to the table, which is very good for a dynamic uh, Iowa rushing attack. And, and a big emphasis coming into the season was actually getting those explosive plays, which were kind of lacking in the running attack last year. Torn Young actually busted out, I think Iowa's longest run in two years in one play um, against Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. 
So having that explosiveness is a game changer. Well, I think is the biggest upset of the game after shaving his goatee. Nate Stanley did not throw an interception, did not have any huge mistakes. Still threw for 276 yards and two touchdowns without a goatee. Oh, so did, that's impressive on its own. Did you see the update on the goatee? He did not mean to shave it. He was going to trim it up, forgot to put the guard on, and accidentally shaved his goatee off. Really? Per sources, yes. Wow. It, that is breaking news, it, I it think. It is breaking news. I, that's I mean, like, it was broke earlier, but I'm breaking it to our audience here. That's like Nationals manager Davey Martinez accidentally shaving his playoff beard. He did the same thing, except I mean, they somehow won. Because it's a very risky move for Stanley during a bye week when you're undefeated to shave the goatee, but it's been working out so far. We'll, we'll keep the audience updated with how it is moving forward. That's good information to know. Thank you, Robert. Goatee core respondent Robert Reed on the coverage. Shea Patterson has a beard. Sorry, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, well, if Shea Patterson <laughs> has a beard, let's just move on to talking about Michigan then. Yeah. And hey, Mills, this weekend. I heard you have some fun facts about the Wolverines. Is that true? Yeah, you know, just for... Well, the... if they're fun, is really going to be up to the audience. But they yeah. are facts. Just well, some of them kind are facts. Of. We had to fact check a couple of them. Just before. for the benefit of the listeners... Um, just some notable alumni from the University of Michigan. We have um, Thomas Brady. Ooh. Ooh. I believe Tom Brady was in the graduating class of 1974. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Incorrect facts. <laughs> Gerald Ford might have been. No, that's not true either. <laughs> that's but not true. Gerald Ford went to the University of Michigan as well. He played football there, in case you didn't know that. I didn't um, know that. James Earl Jones, voice of Darth Vader, went to the University of Michigan. Gotta love James Earl Jones. And we got Madonna. And we have not Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is listed, but we recently confirmed that he did not, in fact, attend the University of Michigan. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news like 20 years after the fact. And then we also have, to end it out, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps went to Michigan? Michael Phelps went to Michigan. Yeah. Big oh, water and guy. Polio was indeed fixed. Fixed? Cured. <laughs> Cured. Polio was cured at the University of Michigan, so shout out Michigan for fixing polio. <laughs> curing polio cure, curing is the proper phrase. Curing polio. Thank you, Michigan. Michigan good workout to you. You can hate Michigan. You done did good. Yeah, you can hate Michigan this week, but you have to enjoy the results of them curing polio. So Not fixing. Well, if, if, if well they win. said, Mills. Well said. If Michigan does win this weekend, you can say, well... At least they cure polio. <laughs> That's always a good thing to just have in your back pocket if you're traveling to Ann Arbor or if you're staying around the state. Yeah, so just some tidbits. For you. But anyways, as Robert was saying earlier, it should be a good game. It will be a, a good game. I'm pretty confident in that. But then again, I also thought Wisconsin-Michigan would be a good game, and that was not. It was not a good game. It was quite a poor game for the folks on uh, Michigan sideline. That bodes a lot better for Iowa. It really does. I think after that game, a lot of fans were less scared about the trip to Ann Arbor and a lot more scared about the trip to Madison. With good reason, because this Wisconsin team seems like the team everyone was expecting Wisconsin to be last year. Uh, they've got a very physical defense. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best players in the country, and the change at quarterback's working out for him so far, and Michigan, or Wisconsin, that is, seems like a very dangerous team for Iowa to deal with later in the season. Michigan always seems to be one of those teams where 
they're a premier team in the country. Like, no matter what they do, 